0: 18 plus
2: It's time to play like a jet
0: with your host Scott Mason Play like a jet What does that mean Incredible play 35 yard touchdown Alan Lazard, 6 foot 5 frame needing every bit of it Oh, hard still going Inside the 10 and he is in for the touchdown Alan has time Intercepted Sauce Gardner's got it.
2: Away. Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Wilson's still going along the sideline, he's not going to go down, Allen, tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62
0: yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinny Williams,
1: what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, thank you, This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to answer your mailbag questions. question comes in from Tyler Sloboda. He says, Who's going to be on answering with you? Well, of course, the answer to this is the one and only Glenn Naughton. Glenn, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it.
3: Hey, man. Always a good time. Happy to come on and uh, and chop it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's always something to talk about with this team.
1: Glenn we're going to talk more in depth as the draft gets closer but one thing I wanted to ask you as we round out the mailbag here is about all the draft prospects that you've been watching because for those that don't know Glenn watches an insane amount of college football nonstop on a loop so I want to go position by position with you and just get your thoughts on players that you like at each particular position preliminary thoughts before we really dig in we discussed before Hendon Hooker and Jake Hayner. Anybody else you like there as a possible late round flyer?
3: I don't know how late he'll go because the guy really is dynamic and has an absolute howitzer. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. He's a guy that, you know, he seems to be kind of dividing opinion. I see him, you know, some people seem to love him. I've read that there are some concerns there with his locker room attitude. Listen, I, I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not in their locker room, but just from a physical standpoint, the guy absolutely has the arm to to make any throw on the field. And some of the runs he made at UCLA are absolutely mm-hmm. off the wall. Aiden O'Connell, I mentioned briefly earlier. Um, Malik Cunningham, maybe not the deep ball accuracy, but I do like him as a developmental guy. I, I mentioned him not long ago uh, on Twitter. You know, maybe a, a day three pick who you can work with to develop. Um, this one, Scott, I'm actually curious if you remember this. Um, you and I touched base a little bit last year uh, talking draft and – uh, a month or two before the draft, I sent—I sa- think I sent you one or two highlights. I may have even just sent you the name. But I said, uh, I said Zach Charbonnet from UCLA uh, might be my favorite back in this class. That's when it looked like he was going to come out last year. Obviously, he didn't. Um, he played well enough this year and had a good enough combine. He might go a little bit earlier than the Jets are looking to take a running back. I love, <clears throat> I love Israel Abanacanda. I don't know why he's not getting more attention. I mean, he is. It's not as if he's not being talked about. But I think, you know, I look at where people have him ranked in this class. I would have him a little bit higher. You know, you're kind of seeing him like the sixth or seventh back. I would say he's, when all is said and done, he might be a top three guy in this class. He is so explosive. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, make people miss. And just when he hits hits that top gear, you're going to have a really hard time catching up with him. So he's a guy I like a lot. Roshon Johnson, who you will be very familiar with, of course, mm-hmm. um, th- really because he's, you know, kind of playing second fiddle there. I don't think he gets talked about a much uh, uh, talked about enough. And if you're looking for a burner um, again, another guy who can just kind of take it to the house is uh, Keaton Mitchell from East Carolina. Um, he's a guy that I like a lot. I don't know. Again, do the Jets go with a running back? They have they have a decent room. It's going to be interesting to see what what happens with Robinson. Um, you know, they traded for him. He didn't play much. Were they trying to save that draft pick since he wasn't playing that effective? I think there's going to be a lot of questions there, um, you know, because he, he's he's a previous thousand yard receiver who had some good moments before the Jets traded for him. So I, I don't know what the plan is with him. But if he's going to hang around, obviously less likely you take a back with, you know, with everybody getting healthy in that room and coming back um, wide receiver. We've mentioned a, a couple guys already. Um, DJ Matthews from Indiana, uh, a smaller guy. Again, a, a lot of this class is sort of the, of the the smaller, quicker variety. Trey Tucker from Cincinnati is another guy who's got good speed. And Jason Brownlee, I was a little disappointed with his uh, combine. I, I hoped for better because th- this is what's so interesting is guys that, that play much faster. I think he ran like a 4'6". And you watch him at Southern Miss and the guy, you know, I, I can find plays where he's out running entire secondaries. He's got four or five guys on his heels and they can't catch him and I'm just I see something like that and I'm thinking is every guy in that secondary running a 465 because that you know that that's highly unlikely at any level even you know even if it is southern miss but he's a really good player Dante Demas, I'm not sure if you've seen him at all he he's a, a, an interesting one because he he kind of came into the year you know according to some people he was pretty highly touted but he had a really down year coming out, coming off of an injury. But in a class where there aren't a lot of really big receivers, Demas is like—I want to say—he's 6'4". He looks on. He didn't run a great forty, but again, you watch him on game day, he looks like he's got plenty of speed um, to make plays. And if you know, you mentioned Denzel Mims possibly let, being let go. We've talked in the past about Corey Davis. Even if he stays, how long is he around for? So even though this offense may call for the smaller guys, I think you do want to have, you know, one guy on the roster who's that sort of big outside, especially sort of red zone type of threat. So Dante Demas is a guy to keep an eye on. Tight ends, you know, I mentioned Darnell Washington. You've got, uh, th- th- this is a really good class. I like last year's class, and this year's class is another really solid one. Dalton Kincaid, really good player. Uh, Luke Shootmaker out of Michigan. Another really good one who who doesn't get enough attention. Sam Laporta was another one of my guys last year who I thought was going to come out and I thought was, you know, he was, uh, he, the, the guy just catches everything. Um, playing at Iowa, tough guy to bring down. He had himself a decent combine, as did Will Mallory. Um, I think he ran the fastest 40 there, and I, I tweeted out, I think I watched, one of, the, one of the games I watched him play, was funny enough, was against Pitt, who I mentioned earlier. And he just had a couple of catch and runs where I was like, this guy's, I thought to myself, I think this guy might be one of the fastest tight ends in this class. Like I'm, I'm really curious to see how he does at Indy. And, uh and I do believe he ran the fastest 40 there. Um, So he, you know, not, not a dire need as it has been in years past, but if, you know, on a day three pick, I, I, you know, if the jets are going to look for a tight end, he is a, a guy who can make plays with them. He's one of those guys, him and Jeremy Ruckett, I feel the same way. They're both going to be better pros than they were college players. Um, on the O line, Darnell Wright was a guy who I hoped would be there in the second round, but I really think he's climbing boards. He's, you know, he's getting a lot of first round talk now. Matthew Bergeron at Syracuse as, as a later round guy, someone I like. I mean, look, everyone loves Broderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky, you know, Anton Harrison. I think Kuiper mocked him to the Jets recently. Dewan Jones, like there's some big name guys. Um, but in terms of the guys who would be a little bit later, I liked him. I like Bergeron. Wanya uh, Morris, Oklahoma's got a few guys who are going to get drafted. Um, And one of their tackles, Wanye Morris, is a good player. Connor Galvin out of Baylor, really good tackle. Um, you know, he'll be a later round pick. And we've talked, Scott, about Osiris Torrance. I think he might be the safest pick in this draft. That guy's just an absolute monster. He's a brick guard. guard. Um, if the Jets go there, you know, as we have said, that kind of displaces AVT. That almost guarantees he'd play tackle at least this year. While Lakin Tomlinson is still around. Um, but Osiris Torrance is is just an absolute beast in the middle. Nick Broker, um, he I think he had himself a really good combine too. I tweeted about him a little bit this year and last, the old miss product. Again, another sort of another interior guy who can play guard. Um, Tayshawn Manning from Kentucky is a, a guy I've only watched a couple of his games, <clears throat> but I watched them against Georgia, and he really held his own against, you know, obviously the best D-line e in the country, they didn't get much of anything on him all day. Um, and I'd watched them earlier in the year against South Carolina, or it was either South Carolina or NC State. I can't remember exactly, but, you know, I remember kind of taking some mental notes and saying, all right, Tayshaun Manning's a guy to watch. So then I watched him against Georgia, and he really had himself a day. So um, he's someone to keep an eye on, on the interior, you know, at, at the guard spot. And then, of course, at center, the, the big name, John Michael Schmitz, I've heard you say it. I've said it. A lot of people have said that, you know, please let that guy be there in round two for the Jets. Don't know that that happens. Uh, Joe Tippman from Wisconsin really seemed to drop, at least in the eyes of the, dra- the you know, if you look at the, the, a lot of the draft sites, he was kind of the top guy for a while. I will say, though, I think Daniel Jeremiah had him in it as his top one or two um, centers in this class. I think, or he was in his top 50. I think he's a really good one. Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. Watched him uh, a couple times early in the year, came away thinking he could be a really good player. And uh, Juice Scruggs out of Penn State is another center. Um, and and of course, again, listen with the, with McGovern going, center is going to be a position of need. Are the Jets going to want to hand that over to a rookie? Who knows?
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the
0: deli i guess aha in my
2: dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car
0: before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where
1: prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
1: How about defense, Glenn? Who do you like there?
3: Um, On defense, uh, a guy who, I mean, it'd be hard to see the Jets taking him because they would have to take him that early, but um, especially after what he did at the Combine, but Kalijah Kansi of Pitt, um, I, it's funny. I've mentioned Pitt a couple times because I've, I've said on our show, um, going back to last year, um, I, I watched a lot of Pitt cause they had so many guys that were making plays up front. Um, and of, and of course, Jordan Addison back then was, was on Pitt was on that receiving court, but, um, Kalijah Kansi he's a really good player, um, ran, I think like the fastest 40 of any D tackle and, and sort of, I don't know, ever at the combine four, six, one somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Mozzie Smith from Michigan is another force in the middle. Kano Benton from Wisconsin um, is a really good player, you know, from what I've seen. Colby Wooden is sort of on the quicker, faster side for the DT spot. And um, two other guys, P.J. Mustafer from Penn State. He's all he He would be a third guy, I would say, that I thought was coming out last year, and I liked him. He ended up staying in school, had himself a good year. And then Nesta Jade Silvera. Um, who's just a big body in the middle. And I kind of think, you know, pair him with, with Quinn and Williams on the inside. And, and, you know, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to do a lot of damage in there, especially with, with, with Quinn and Williams drawing so many double teams, um, the, that for the, for the DT. Well, and actually one more pit product, Deslin Alexander. Um, as I said, they had a lot of guys in that front seven that I really liked. Um, and Deslin Alexander is one of them, you know, same thing, uh, you know, at linebacker and we'll, we'll, uh. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, along the edge, Tyree Wilson's a guy. I'm not going to lie. You know, look, the, these small school guys, you know, sometimes they slip through the cracks. And I think I hadn't watched him yet. And and I hadn't heard his name mentioned at all until about a month and a half ago when people started saying Tyree Wilson's coming out. You know, this guy's going to be a top 20 pick. And I was like, all right, let's let's go check out Tyree Wilson um, and watch probably four of his games and and was really blown away um, at what a good player he was. And all of a sudden he goes from first round to now people are saying he could be edge one. He might be the first guy off the board. Um, Another guy who I I'd watched a lot of Iowa because, uh, you know, I was a big Jack Campbell guy. I liked Riley Moss, um, but I didn't pay a lot of attention to their D line. And you messaged me one day, Scott, saying, Glenn, have you watched Lucas Van Ness yet? I said, no, I haven't. And then just by sheer coincidence, the following day, I was driving to work and I threw on a draft podcast. I believe it was the uh, the Draft Network Draft Dudes. And they do like the occasional profile during the season. And they profiled Lucas Van Ness and they were singing his praises. And I thought, wow, that's funny. Scott just told me about that guy yesterday. And I mean, what can you say? You know, I've gone, I went back, I watched a few of his games, and the guy's an absolute monster. Um, you know, some people say he didn't start in college, but. That seems to be more just a an Iowa thing where you know they 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 start certain guys and not not everyone. He's just a he, he he's he's walking some of the best offensive linemen in the country, you know, just walking them back in the pocket, putting them on skates. Um, you can't really say enough about the way he played. Keon White, another guy off the edge who's explosive, a Georgia Tech product. Um, Anthony uh, Andre Carter from Army had a really big year last year. Um, and kind of fell off a little bit this season. So I'm curious to see, like, you know, where who's the real guy here. Um, uh, and Adetomiwa Adabore, he's a guy, I think he's the name I threw back at you when you mentioned Van Ness. I said, no, I haven't seen him, but have you seen this guy? Um, because, and we were both kind of saying the same thing, Scott, when you said, uh, you know, you saw Van Ness having this monster game against elite tackles. It was either Ohio State or Georgia. You said you watched them against... And same with Adeboware. I watched him against um, Ohio State. And he he probably got in the backfield five or six times, um, whether it was run plays, pass plays. And he just even, you know, and, and this is as they say, right, you can't box score scout. There were several plays where he wouldn't have registered a stat, but he just exploded into the backfield and chased the running back to another defender who got the tackle. Um, and I thought, you know, again, you make a note and say, here's a guy performing at a very high level against Ohio State. Um, you know, he's, he's got to have some, you know, some juice and sure enough, I went back and watched four or five more of his games and he was phenomenal. Then you start seeing Jim Nagy at the senior bowl, singing his praises. And now you're hearing him get talk as a possible first rounder. But I've said in years past, if you tallied up all the guys who could sneak into the first round, you'd have 250 guys by the time the draft rolls around. Um, Zach Harrison, Ohio state is another edge guy to keep an eye on. And then the linebacker class, as I mentioned earlier, love this class, love this group. Uh, funny enough, I'm not really high on two of the the, the bigger names, uh, Henry Tuotuo and Noah Sewell, both good players. But when I watch them, they, uh, you know, especially in the case of Tuotuo, I think it's tough with Alabama because they're just so talented that it, it's like you put any guy on an all star team, he's going to look a little bit better, um, and that's the case with him. But Trenton Sim- Trenton Simpson, obviously the athletic freak, Drew Sanders. Um, is on that list of guys who I think could go in round one. He's a converted safety, and the guy can just do everything. Um, he's sideline to sideline linebacker. He can cover, big time hitter. Um, he's out of Arkansas. Ivan Pace Jr. I think I I think we talked about him when we did the Senior Bowl episode. Ivan Pace Jr. Um, out of Cincinnati, undersized guy, but he answered those questions in Mobile where he took on some much bigger blockers. was able to stack was able to stack and shed. I think he led. led the team in tackles or he had eight or nine. He had a bunch of tackles at the senior bowl. Um, and he had like, I want to say 18 tackles for loss this year with Cincinnati. He just, he just lived in opposing backfields. Um, Jack Campbell did a much better job. I thought in coverage this year than last, he's a guy who's, <clears throat> and he he's a guy who also had a really strong combine. You and I have talks got about DeMarvian overshone another converted safety, the Texas middle linebacker, um, wears a million wristbands and just, a good all-around player. He can cover, he can play the run. I've seen him mocked pretty high. Uh but he's another guy throughout the season that seems to have fallen a little. And I'll leave you with two more linebackers cuz I could go over 50 linebackers. I like I love them. Um Dan Henley, he's he's sort of my guy. We did our show the other day and I think it was week 1 or 2. Um I watched him against I want to say it was Oregon, I could be wrong. Um but he just he was one of those guys where three or four snaps in, he just jumps out. And I'm like, who is this guy? You know, this and I'm so, uh, you know, I, I'm looking him up on the, on the team site. The broadcast starts talking about him. Cause he made a big play converted wide receiver. So you expected him to test really well as an athletic guy, which he did. Um, and he's still fairly new to the position. He's a converted, uh, converted receiver. I they think, I think he was a quarterback in college, was recruited as the quarterback, moved to receiver. And then the last couple of years went to linebacker where in just a couple of years, he's, kind of put him in this put himself in the conversation to be a second round guy so Dan Henley probably Henley and Campbell are probably my two favorites in this class um and another guy again people are going to think I'm a pit fan I'm really not but um Cervasier Dennis uh another another really good player um coming out of the pit and just a late round guy Jeremy Banks from Tennessee does a nice job of covering um because you just have to have that in today's NFL you got to be able to cover um, and you know, he's, he's fine in the box too and run support, but he jumped out at me at Tennessee last year and, and, uh, just saw him make a few plays where he, he did a really nice job covering running backs out of the backfield, um, at corner, you know, again, the big names are Cam Smith, Keely Ringo, Clark Phillips, those guys, um, Deontay Banks from Maryland is a guy that I really like Tyreek Stevenson might be the most physical corner in this class. Um, he is not afraid to to stick his face in the fan, blow guys up. You see him as a punt returner. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder and run guys over. And for a smaller guy for a corner, that's uh, you know, you, you love to see him play with that mentality. Um Travis Hodges Tomlinson, I'm a little bit torn on. People are really high on him. Um, I saw him I saw him get some really ugly uh pass interference calls that were really just blatant, like sort of running into guys, throwing a shoulder into them while they're, you know, while they're going up to catch a pass. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on him. I liked him a lot early. Then a, the sort of egregious past PI calls made me kind of relook at him. And um, I think that I think that's the corners for now. Corey and Bennett, of course, all all everyone from Maryland ran a four two at the combine. It was ridiculous. And then safety position we've talked about. Obviously a big one of need, but not a very strong class. Everyone's really high on Brian Branch. Um, we all know that. Your 40 time isn't everything, but you do kind of look and you say four, six for a safety. Um, is that ideal? Obviously not, but I still think he goes in round one. Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M and JL Skinner are guys that we've talked about quite a bit this year. I know you're a big Jordan battle guy, Scott. And, uh, I think he's another one who could be a, you know, he could be an eventual starter. Uh, Jamie Robinson out of Florida state is a guy who I've watched, uh, I've watched a fair bit of him and I, I I think that he's another one who could be a starter at some point. And again, the, the safety classes is, is the toughest one because there aren't, there aren't a ton of guys um, in, in this class that, that projected starters, but the jets are going to have to address it at some point. You can't, you can't go into this season without adding a guy, you know, to play safety. And I'm, I'm going to throw in a, a, one last name here, Scott, and, probably you're thinking me this it'll probably be an undrafted free agent but tanner engel um he's one of those guys who probably won't last long in the league if he does make it he's one of the smallest safeties in the country and that guy just lays people out. kind of reminds me of bob sanders like you see him standing in the huddle and you think that guy's too small to be in the nfl and then he just blows guys up he played you talk about hair on fire reckless abandon all that stuff Tanner Ingle is a guy who just lays the wood, and it's, it sort of defies logic when you look at his size versus the guys he's laying out. But he is a fun player to watch, but I just I just look at him and think, that guy's body is not going to hold up.
1: Glenn Naughton, our friend who is the managing editor over at JetNation.com, thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me. For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing at JetNation.com and JetNation Radio, how can they do that, and how can they follow you on social media?
3: Yeah, you can get me on Twitter. I'm at acefan23, acefan23, and uh, check us out at jetnation.com. Our message boards, uh, most active Jets boards on the web. We, you know, we sort of routinely hit a million hits per month, a million views per month, and um, it's it's just a it, it's a great board. Not just because it's Jets, any whether you're in the off-topic lounge and all that stuff. Very uh, very liberal with letting people, you know, voice their their opinions and frustrations with the team. Um, you know, I've, I've seen boards that say, Hey, you can't say that about the team. They watch us, um, which I think is a little bit crazy if the the whole point of a board is to be able to say what you want. So, uh, yeah, check us out on the message board. Check us out on jet nation radio and, uh, at JetNation.com on Twitter.
1: Make sure to check out everything Glenn's doing over at Jet Nation and at Jet Nation Radio. Follow him on Twitter. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome all 22 breakdowns on there, so watch them. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. teepublic.com. That's public t-e-epub-